0: The Lord usually has two or three people that I'm bringing into the kingdom uh, or working toward that, I call it, my kingdom of God hit list.
1: (laughs) This is the HBIC Podcast. Uh, This is our Discipleship Weekly, where we talk with folks from HBIC and dig into the practical side of following Jesus in their lives. I am Ryan Cagno. Uh, This week, I talked with Tony Fickett. Um, about her life, about the different ways she ministers to other people, about a book study called Bad Girls of the Bible that she's going to be leading and why that concept appealed to her. She's just like a riot of a person. Uh, Really funny, really good, um, insightful conversation with her. So enjoy, subscribe. Uh, We'll have new episodes weekly on Fridays or Thursdays if I feel like it. Tony Fickett, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Can kind of
0: exciting you, to be here.
1: Yeah, you, you made it. Can I call you Tony? Antoinette? Yes. What? Tony. What is
0: it? Ant, it, my real name is Tony.
1: Oh, really? Okay, that's on I the impressive. I was of
0: named Tony Lynn. Okay. Born in Austin, Texas.
1: Austin, Texas. Yes, Tony well, there Lynn. There
0: is an accent and everything that goes with that.
1: It sounds like a Texan name. Yeah, Tony Lynn. All right. Austin, Texas. How did you end up in Harrisburg, PA? I'm sure it's a very short, easy story. It is
0: not a short, easy story, so we'll just say I got here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Via John Fickett, your husband, or uh, was he involved? Since
0: John is a pastor, we've been in several places, and um, we ended up here after John resigned from his last pastorate in Salerton, PA. And um, we decided to, The our boys had kind of decided that Harrisburg would be a family center. Okay. And so two of our boys come to Harrisburg BIC, or actually yeah. we joined them at yes. Harrisburg BIC.
1: Judah and Baruch, shout out. There you're the, it is. You're the first ficket on the podcast, by the way.
0: Ooh, so. Well, you might want to get one of the others.
1: We got lots of time. I got 51 more weeks in, in 2024 to fill out. So I'm sure we will. Um, you have 17 sons. Is that right? Have I counted correctly? I have
0: seven sons. Seven sons. And one of the embarrassing things in my last year was someone was said to me like, well, you had seven sons. And I looked at them and I thought, was it? really that many? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking closer to five. (laughs) So that's a lot of sons, but it it is seven. Seven is the number. Seven is the number. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) We have fact checked. Yeah. Yeah. You would be the authority, I suppose. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Seven sons. And so you've lived I know you've lived in a number of different places in the States. Have you lived overseas at any point as We well?
0: spent a year in Thailand okay. with um, our son, um, Seth, and his wife, Natalie, who are now living in Lancaster. And uh, it was a good year in Thailand. There were some real hard parts of it, but it, we really are glad we had that year in Thailand.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, are all your sons bald?
0: Mainly, Asher still keeps some of his hair, but um,
1: <laughs> that's a way. That's a way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, they all shave their heads different ways. Some of them with a balding, uh, whatever that gets it all off, and some of them with at a one or a two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. I'm. A, I'm. An, I'm in the cue ball camp. I. I. Uh, the big razor in the shower is just, I found the easiest way to go about it. But I can respect the one or the two. Uh, John's come by his naturally at this point, it seems like. Yes. Yeah. So John's been in ministry.
0: Well, we have been married for coming up on 44 years. Wow. And he's been in ministry longer than that because okay. he started in ministry in college. So um, I think that makes it almost 48 years in ministry. Okay.
1: Did you guys meet in college or after? We did okay. at Oral Roberts University. Oral Roberts yeah, University. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. All right. How was that experience?
0: It was very
1: good. You good. know,
0: you become a Christian like the Christians you're around. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both had really good friends and re- people that were really committed to the Lord, and we were committed to the Lord with them. Uh, So it was a really
1: good time. That's in Oklahoma? It is. Okay. And it's a little bit more, maybe like charismatic? Yes. Okay. I've had friends that have gone there. Yes. And come from Oklahoma. Okay.
0: And I grew up in Oklahoma City, and John grew up in Los Alamos, New Mexico, so he glows in the dark. (laughs) because of the radiation
1: (laughs) (laughs) well he's made it this far okay that's great um great and and he's primarily he's primarily been involved in pastoral ministry i assume over the course of that time yes and have you were you primarily employed as as a Housewife and you know ministry yes. partner. or How would you have construed that? Yes,
0: I, it? I I did a little bit of education, like in teaching different like uh, grade levels. Okay. In fact, I even taught in Thailand for the year that we were there, um, but mainly I was homeschool mom for thirty five years. That's enough of a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and a one to seven uh, classroom ratio is is nothing to sniff at. That's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> and I was a little bit of a—I was a non-schooler. That's the appropriate t- title. Um, where I made ensured that the boys knew reading, writing, and arithmetic, and the rest of the time was creative and music and um, those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, how I'm curious. How- how have you seen that bear fruit in your sons as they've grown?
0: Amazingly, they all went to high school, so that was a really good thing for them. Um, they that way they could go to school and come home and debrief. I saw some uh, homeschool kids that didn't that just went straight to college from homeschooling and they didn't have the debrief time with their parents um, that could have been good Um, but all the boys are glad for their education and um, they will talk about how God really worked in their lives through that
1: Yeah, I've seen the creativity I only know Baruch and Judah I think I've met Seth and I'm not sure if I've met any of the others but I've seen the creativity in Baruch and Judah certainly Baruch has he's maybe the only person I know that has more hobbies than I do but um, and far-ranging you know if you go to Baruch's house you never know if he'll be playing d d baking um, sp- spinning a pot to make like a mug or uh, pounding a giant tractor wheel with I- a <laughs> sledgehammer <laughs> You just never know. <laughs>
0: That's right. You and never know. <laughs>
1: music and reading and video games and all the other things. I mean, he's just, he's uh, bursting with hobbies and creativity in very cool ways. So. Yeah. You
0: know, one of our sons that they really appreciated that, that they had the freedom to make their choices, mm-hmm. that there wasn't anything that as far as a career or anything else that was um, expected of them. They were able to go the way that, and they were encouraged to go the way that they were talented in or whatever.
1: Yeah, beyond um, homeschooling, non-schooling, um, in terms of your personal ministry, uh, how did that tend to express itself uh, in addition to to what you were doing at home?
0: I did lots of Sunday school classes, uh, book studies, usually. Um, I had several very successful seminars at Roxbury Holiness Camp. Um, I was involved in getting uh, a really good VBS program started. I, there were I, I was I was involved. I'd done uh, like six or seven different christmas musicals um so as i get older i discover that i'm not as talented as i was (laughs) i i it's probably latent somewhere back in there but uh there's no energy
1: Mm. yeah yeah Uh, but so the the through line for a lot of that was you know Teaching is something that you're interested in, kind of that aspect of it.
0: Yes, and it turns out even though I have seven boys, I don't particularly do kids. Interesting. Yeah, I really like doing women's ministries, and um, I like seeing Jesus change people's lives. I've done discipleship all through our life together, and I've... The Lord usually has two or three people that I'm bringing into the kingdom or uh, working toward that. I call it my kingdom of God hit list. <laughs> 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 so it's it's uh, there are usually four to five people on that hit list mm. that I am uh, reaching out toward to see if. I can help them come into the kingdom.
1: Okay. So if the FBI finds that in your house on a notepad somewhere, they hopefully they don't get the wrong idea there.
0: That's right. Yeah. I Actually, it's not written anywhere.
1: Okay. Good. That's, that per, way, that's good. No paper a li- trail. Ri-
0: yeah. It's written as a 10 most wanted list or <laughs> something like that.
1: How does that look for you to go about investing in those women or whoever it may be? Um, and bringing them along
0: i'll give you an example i always need someone to cut my hair and when we lived in Perkasie, um pennsylvania the lady down the street was uh, a young woman in her late 20s that i started going to her regularly as a hairdresser as a stylist and i I sat in her chair and heard about her life and encouraged her to do the right thing. And, um, eventually she started going to another church, most of my church, but, um, it was another church and she came closer and closer to Jesus through that. So, um, and it wasn't just me doing it. Her, she had another customer who actually invited her to that church, um, And, but that's the way, that's the way of it. You sit and talk and listen and God gives you little openings to throw in some of uh, his word.
1: Hmm. That's good. I don't have a hairdresser, never will, presumably, but... You don't need
0: one, but you but you could be working out with someone, or you could be having lunch with someone,
1: mm-hmm. or and these are people that are do not consider themselves Christians, and absolutely any way. not. Yeah, okay, and just kind of that long term investment and listening and kind of slowly regular, <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: And I think well, there are going to be some ways that that are. Easy for women that aren't easy for men because women get on the phone and talk, mm-hmm. um, but men can look for places too that you know, playing basketball and what you do afterward. You know, talk afterwards or like I said, working out or uh, in your job workplace where you're sitting around and uh, you have lunch together or you just the way you act changes people
1: Hmm. you've seen that consistently in your life just kind of acting in a christ-like way has kind of just
0: yeah but i think you have to talk
1: yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree I, i mean there's i don't know i don't remember who it's attributed to but there's the um the adage of uh, share the gospel. Use words if necessary, which I tend to disagree with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I disagree with that.
1: It's hard to um, it's hard to through your actions communicate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus necessarily as explicitly. But your as responses
0: intended. to things, yeah. Um, at work, see, I don't have a I don't have a work situation. Well, I did. I taught in a a Muslim school for a couple of years, and. The way I responded to the teachers around me made a difference. I never saw one of them come to the Lord, but they it, I felt it was really important how they saw me act and respond to them.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think when we when I look at the parables of the kingdom, especially uh, that Jesus gives in the Gospels, and how he describes it, it's always, you know, it's the, it's the farmer who sows a seed and looks out and doesn't see anything happening. And then one day
0: there it is,
1: there's plants, you know, I, I think that's um, really,
0: that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cause one day,
1: <laughs> right. Um, so much of, yeah, that, that has informed my, and what Paul says about, you know, I planted a palace water. God brings the growth, but, um, you know, we can have the folks on our hit list that we're, Really intentional and focused on okay, how are they coming along in this? And then there's also the seeds you're sowing in the Muslim school that who knows? Uh, You know, if there's fruit from this, I'll never see it. But that's the way Kingdom of God works: is um, you plant the seeds, in and one day.
0: But you have to be real. You have to be intentional. You have to be proactive. Yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to pursue.
1: How do you um, keep yourself intentional in that way in pursuing? Are there practices or or ways you go about your day, your morning, whatever it may be, that help you stay focused on that? Because for me, it would be easy to, yeah, I'll go and work out with such and such, and I'll do X, Y, Z, but not necessarily be bringing my intentionality or bringing my A game in that way. You know, it's easy to just be hanging out and not.
0: It should be as easy as just hanging out. There's a... There's a responsibility to be praying for those people. There's... But there's there's not... It doesn't need to have pressure on when am I going to say something or what am I going to do is... If you're walking with Jesus you're going to be loving people and if you're loving people they're going to start seeing Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make it sound like I've, I've got a, I have to have a checklist yeah. to be able to reach somebody mm-hmm. but once you meet someone who's not the Lord and if it's somebody you can be intentional with being with, then you're starting the process of bringing them into the kingdom. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I just it's it just it, I, it feels like it feels like people try to do it as a checklist, and maybe there is some checklist. The checklist is that you're gonna be praying for them, that you're gonna be getting with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but beyond that. The assumption is, well, if you're if you're following Jesus faithfully, <laughs> um, and and loving people out of that, and, you know, yeah. the rest will be, you know, the spiritual work. Yeah, and
0: and in a conversation with a non-Christian, they're going to bring up their frustration with their kids or their frustration with their spouse, or their frustration with what their work, whatever it is that they bring up, then you can turn that to uh, making suggestions that, sh- that cause them to think about how they could be loving to that person, um, giving them opportunity to redirect how they've been responding to that person, I know that that's happened a lot with me to, to uh, when someone is griping in a way or upset in a way that is not what God would have. Just to talk toward godly behavior, even though you know that
1: person isn't God's without them maybe being aware of it necessarily, you're right. Demonstrating and encouraging them towards the way of Jesus. Right. As kind of an entry point into knowing who Jesus is. Right. Hmm. That's really good. I like that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they see fruit from that in their life or just even in themselves and how they act towards others and feel about others and in their life from day to day, you know, as they see hopefully that fruit um the provenient grace, you know, the Holy Spirit already at work in the world and in them, even if they don't know know yeah. Jesus. Um is a is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. I love that. Tony, you are leading a a study starting I am. next Thursday. I'm so excited. On the uh eighteenth of January on a book called Bad Girls of the Bible.
0: Right. I am. And I really like this book. I've led a book study on it several times. And um, Liz Curtis Higgs is a really fun author and speaker. Um, This book happens to be the second edition of the book because she had to change phones to cell phones and things like that. Um, It's it takes you, she takes you to a biblical char- character like Jezebel and um, first presents her as a here and now person. So not a Bible person, not a Bible character. And um, it's it's really fun to read the book and try to guess who she's presenting you with. Yeah. Um, and uh, then she takes you on through the the Bible story. So um, it kind of makes you think about things in, in a way that, that catches you off guard. Because you're not thinking of it as a Bible story. You're thinking of it as a story of somebody's life. Mm. And it makes... It makes, uh. anyway, it just kind of takes you out of the box and uh, makes you think things a little bit differently about the Word of God.
1: Yeah. Brings the stories to life in a certain way where. Yeah. For better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame in some ways, but when we look at the, you know, open the pages of Scripture and, and read these stories, it's easy for these folks to not seem real to us in the way they would have been. Especially with someone like Jezebel, we get. A few you know scant few you know verses kind of about her, she's not an insignificant character, but she's certainly not fleshed out a ton, you know, right, um so to do that imaginative exercise of okay, let's put her in in contemporary times and like look at her life and what what might be driving her and um
0: yeah, and another one is a hairdresser mm. um who is. Uh, I can't even remember the character, um, but and another is a waitress, and all these different. They're they're here and now, and then you have then you turn it on to seeing how the Bible character responded, or and you get to see the person in their sinfulness, mm-hmm. um, and all of us have our own sins for sinfulness, so we can respond in that way.
1: So is it kind of like, is it a, would you consider it hard hitting or, or a challenging study? Because usually we look at moral exemplars in the Bible or, which I think is a little, um, sometimes I think that's a, uh, kind of a difficult or fraught thing to do. Like we'll, we'll want to look at David as a, as a, as a hero or a role model or something as an example. I think that is questionable in some ways because you're not looking at the whole life of David then, but it's, it's rare or interesting to look specifically at women like Jezebel where in scripture there are not really, there's no re- redeeming yeah. quality to her. She doesn't experience redemption as far as we can tell in her story. That's no, rather uh, a certainly horrible not. story. Um, so it, is it a challenging kind of study then? Because you're really putting the microscope on. I mean, the story of Jezebel is a pretty ugly, nasty story. Well, for me,
0: anytime we study the Bible, it's challenging. And um anytime we discuss what we're wrestling with, it's challenging. Uh But it's also encouraging. And I find when I'm going through, I can go through any book, any book of the Bible, any uh, book study, and we'll cover all the bases Mm. because God covers all the bases. Mm. And there will be times you didn't even know um, that what you were reading was gonna get you to where you got just because um you put I guess it happens with guys, I don't know, but you put a bunch of women in a, a room and if you start talking you'll cover the bases and mm-hmm. so it's gonna be challenging and encouraging. I I just really enjoy being with other women. And letting God challenge us and seeing his truth from different sides of the story.
1: Well, that's a good book to do it.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. One of my problems is I always identify with the sinner. Hmm. And I can, I, can, I can see. I know that's a problem, Tony. <laughs> I, can, I can see how this happened. You know, or however it was, just that it, uh, anyway, like Jezebel, one of the things um, in this character that she develops is that she's Jezebel, in the story of Jezebel, she just says to um, her husband, well, I'll just get it for you. And, you know, she kills Nahum in order to get it. Um, But the character that's portrayed first, it's just one of those attitudes. I'll just do it. And um, just discussing, like, uh, is this really the right approach? (laughs) I'll make it happen. Um, And that's been a problem in my life. That's That I'll make it happen. And it's not god making
1: it happen it's me man i've never thought to like look to to her life for devotional (laughs) like import can i i can't come to this bible study you're
0: not invited i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i invited your wife but you are not invited
1: (laughs) fine 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 i in fact
0: kicked a guy out of one of my seminars once just (laughs) to say just saying He came? Yeah, it was one of the Roxbury seminars, and I I made a point of it that it was for women only, and he came to it. And I said, I'm sorry. You're not welcome here. (laughs) (laughs) And he just stayed there, and I said, we can't start until you leave.
1: I have so many (laughs) questions. (laughs) At least he said I'm sorry first, I guess. Was he just he just was really interested or he was protesting yeah, or a,
0: a little bit of both. He was and by the end he was just giving me a hard
1: time. Uh-huh. Are you friends? Yeah. Okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> I I hold was it no your ir- I have he'll I hold no ill feelings toward him.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. What are you hoping with the study that people will get out of it? The the women involved in the study what do you hope they'll get out of it
0: i always hope that we'll encounter the grace and mercy of god Mm -hmm. and that there's a some work of god and we see a place that god wants to change us
1: that's a good word tony I'm praying with you for that and hoping for that. Good. Thank you. Any last words you'd want to offer on the podcast?
0: If you want to think of a question to ask me, I'll answer it.
1: If you had to rank your sons in order <laughs> of how easy or hard they were to, to raise.
0: Oh, nope. <laughs> Won't do it. Don't have a favorite. They each have their own strengths. Mm. And it's it makes me crazy when someone says to me, "Well, you know how boys are," and I'm thinking, "Which one, which year?" Because it's not how boys are. Mm. They, the John, John always says, "Yes, we have seven sons, and they're all the opposite." <laughs>
1: That's beautiful.
0: So, But you can see some similarities in the family and the way people think and talk. And um, if there's a question, if you need to know the answer, everybody whips out their phone and to, ma- to ask Google something. And uh, they're information junkies, um, which I am not, but their dad is. So anyway...
1: Well, you're surrounded by them. You don't need to just sit that's back right, and I don't. wait for the answer.
0: I. That's a good administrator. You just use the people who are around you. <laughs>
1: that's good.
0: <laughs>
1: Tony, thank you. Thank
0: you very much. <laughs>